Thank you as you give this evening. We are in the middle of a series entitled Celebrating God, a praise and worship series. We've been diving deep into God's presence on the weekends. Last week we started it for us, and tonight we're continuing that. So as the ushers are passing the offering bucket around, if you want to get your cell phone out and begin to open up the book, uh, the app that we have there for you to follow along tonight, we're going to be in two uh, books, one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament. Tonight I hope that we can understand through two stories that God truly, uh, man, praise and worship moves God's heart. And I hope you can see that in both of these stories. So we're going to be a little bit in the Old Testament, a little bit in the New Testament. So if you have your Bibles, start in the book of Second Chronicles. Yeah, we're going old school Chronicles tonight. So get ready for that. And we're going uh, to be in Chronicles. And then we're going to be in the New Testament in the book of Acts. One of my favorite books in the New Testament. The book of Action. The book of what God is doing after Jesus dies and goes up to heaven and releases the power of the Holy Spirit and just kind of like what today is supposed to look like, the book of Acts. And so we're going to be in the book of Acts and we're going to be in the book of Second Chronicles. And we're, I've entitled this message, Praise Activates God. What we just did, worshiping the Lord, it activates his heart. It gets his attention. And if you think it's just music or just singing, you've got the wrong target in your heart because praise and worship, worshiping God, honoring God, it just makes God move. It activates him. And tonight you're going to see that through two powerful stories, one in the old and one in the new. And I have just three simple points and I'm literally going to say them twice tonight, once in the old Testament and once in the new Testament. So if you missed the first one, you're going to pick us up in the new Testament. It's going to be the exact same message. All right. So there you are two points, uh, three points in uh, both stories tonight. So here we go. In second Chronicles last week, we, we, this verse, I read it to you. It's not in any of those, those, uh, those books that we just mentioned, but it was just a verse just to launch us into this conversation again tonight. In the book of James, James, the brother of Jesus, remember who that was, James, the brother of Jesus. When you look at the Bible, you got to remember who wrote the book. And when you write a book by the brother of Jesus, the younger brother of Jesus, mind you, right? When he's living in the shadow of his older brother, when you read something about that kind of a brother, you see the heart of who James was and who Jesus was. And we get this famous passage, this most, you know, earth shattering passage in our heart. Draw close to God and God draws close to you and I. That's what praise and worship is all about. As we draw close to the Lord, as we tell God how awesome he is, we magnify him, we lift him up. And I got to be honest, with you some of those songs we just sang man it took me back it took me back when I was in high school and man there's tears in my eyes just going I, these are the songs I sang when I gave my heart to the Lord open the eyes of my heart Look, those are some really memorable songs in my life and so I'm thankful for Pastor Alfred for singing them but but the reality is when we when we draw close to God God moves that's what the scripture says he draws close to us and so tonight we're unpacking this idea that praise activates God and we're going to take this approach in Psalm chapter 68, again, to just set the tone of these two stories. Some of us in this room are surrounded by darkness. We're surrounded by the enemy, and that's really difficult to worship and praise a God when you're surrounded by darkness. I get it. We've been there as a family. We've been there as, I've been there as an individual. I've been there as a husband, as a pastor, as a Christian. Like I've been there where it's dark, and to praise and worship God seems fruitfulness. It just seems like frivolous, and why would I do it? And I remind what the psalm wrote. David writes this passage. He says, may God arise, may his enemies be scattered, and may his foes flee him. You're going to see how powerful praise and worship is when it comes to you and I dealing with issues in our heart. Because praise activates God. It moves his heart. When we draw close to him, he draws 
close to us and he on our behalf begins to intervene in our lives. So you've been wondering where God is. I'm telling you where he's found is in your praise and worship. That's where he lives. That's where he hangs out. And when you choose to hang out in that moment, God begins to take on some things in your life that you would have thought that you were on your own on. So here we go. Let's jump into God's word tonight. And just simply this, Second Chronicles chapter 20, I'll give you a little bit of the backstory. We've got a king on the throne of Israel. His name is Jehoshaphat. Everybody say Jehoshaphat. Just because it's fun to say, right? Jehoshaphat. Uh, I can't spell it, but I can say it. Jehoshaphat. He, he's, he's the king. He's the great, great, great grandson of David. The greatest king of all. His father and the father before him have abandoned all the things that God had set through their great-great-grandfather David. They're just three generations removed and all of a sudden they've forgotten who their God is. And all of a sudden they find themselves, as King Jehoshaphat is on the throne, they find themselves surrounded by enemies from all sides. That's the scene. The, the, the servants come to Jehoshaphat and say, King Jehoshaphat, from the north, from the south, from the east to the west, we are surrounded by our enemies. Now, if that doesn't describe somebody's life tonight, that you are just feel like you are surrounded on all sides by the enemy, then tonight is for you because praise activates God. And you're going to see that in this story. So tonight, if you're taking notes, first is simply this. What does it activate in God? First of all, it activates His power. Praise activates God's power. Here's the scenario. They're surrounded. They, they understand that there is no way they're going to get out of this alive. And Jehoshaphat does something that most of us wouldn't have done. We would have ran inside and hid. Or we would have gone to our bank account and emptied it out. We would have done other things and leaned on other things. But Jehoshaphat does something beautiful. In the 20th chapter of Second Chronicles, verse 3, it says this. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news, as you and I would have been if we were surrounded. And he begged the Lord for guidance. So what did he do? He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to do what? To seek the Lord. You know what another word for that is? To worship Him. To bring honor to Him. To find out whether or not God was still sitting on His throne. To bring worth to this God that they have heard about, that they used to worship. And so that's what they do. Jehoshaphat, the leader, says, we're going to come. We're surrounded by our enemies, and I only know one thing to do. What my great-great-great-grandfather used to do, right? That sounds like one of them old country songs. My great-great-grandpappy used to do. Like Jehoshaphat remembers his great-great-great-grandfather David worshipped and was a worshiper and would worship before the ark would ever move. He'd send out worshipers, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit drops out on Jehoshaphat's life, and he goes, I know what we need to do. We're going to seek the Lord's help. Verse 5, Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the view, excuse me, in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. So they showed up at church. And we're surrounded by everybody on all sides of our city. What are we going to do? We're going to go to the house of the Lord. We don't know any other place to do it. I promise you, when life starts to hit the very bottom, the place that you know you can go to is the presence of God. And Jehoshaphat knew that today. He goes to the temple of the Lord. He runs to the house of God. And it says this, he prayed, Oh God, oh Lord God of our ancestors, you alone, the God who is in heaven, right? You are the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are what? powerful and mighty no one can stand against you that's how he starts his prayer up what's he doing he's worshiping he's like god you are great you are mighty i don't care what i'm being surrounded by i don't care what's going on around me you are mighty and he begins to worship god and he catches god's ear 
All of a sudden, this whole community starts going, we're surrounded, but they begin to seek God, they begin to worship, they begin to praise, they begin to tell God how awesome he is. That's how his prayer is, and the prayer goes on and on for a couple more verses, and talks about, God, you used to do this, and you used to do that, and we know that you are the God who can still do this, and still do that, and at the very end of his prayer, he says, we don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to trust in you. How cool of a prayer is that? I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to seek you. I'm just going to worship you. That's how he ends this prayer. And in verse 15, God responds back to them. And he says this. This is the prophet speaking that God is saying this. He says this. Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. So what do they do? They started worshiping. They started worshiping. Here's what God says. Do not be afraid. Don't, don't be alarmed. Don't be discouraged by this mighty, mighty armor, for the battle is not yours, but God's. He's about to flex his muscle. He's about to say, hey, listen, don't fret, because God is in charge here. Not these armies. Don't be afraid. That's how God responds. Why did he respond that way? Because the people were praising first. And it activates God's power. God, I'm telling you, God's about to flex in this story. He goes like this, verse, 20, verse 16. He goes, tomorrow... March out against him. Like, don't even be afraid. Just get your stuff together and go straight towards the enemy. You know, that's God flexing his muscles, right? He says, you will find them coming through the, uh, through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens to the wilderness of Jarel. He's already telling them the strategy. Here's what they're going to do. They're going to think they're sneaking up on you, but they're going to come this way. And he's already revealing the enemy's plans to them. In verse 17, but you will not even need to fight. You don't have, you don't even have, to, you don't even have to lift a finger. God's going, watch me. I got this. Watch what he says in verse 18, or for verse 17. He's still talking. He says, take your positions, then stand still, all right? If that's not God going, watch, watch me. He just says, stand still. Don't even lift a finger. Just stand there and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. This is God's response to their worship. They're freaking out. They're going, I don't know how we're going to do this. There's everyone around us. You got the people of the Ammonites are coming over here. Uh, the other people that we can't pronounce because they've got a long name too. They're coming from this side. They're surrounding us. We're like, who are they? We're, we're going to, and everyone's freaking out. And Jehoshaphat goes, I know what we're going to do. We're going to worship. And he begins to worship God and he calls the whole village, let's worship, let's worship, let's worship. And they begin to do that. God, you're mighty. You're powerful. And God goes, I know. Let me show you how awesome I am. See, praise activates God's power. He begins to unfold for them. Here's how it's going to go down. You're going to actually run right up on them. Not, 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 not cowardly, but do not be afraid. Encourage. You're going to go right towards the enemy. And when you see them, don't even do anything. Don't reach for your sword. Right? That's what we would have done. We probably would have gotten our swords out. We would have been, you know, freaking out, getting ready for battle. God goes, just stand there. In Psalms, we know that God says, be still and know that I am God. And he tells them to just stand there. And he says, and the Lord's going to give you the victory. And he's going to say, here's how they're going to, they're going to try to sneak. And I'm going to destroy them before you even do anything. Someone needed to hear tonight. Someone needed to hear that your praise, it activates God's power in your life. When you feel powerless, when you feel surrounded by circumstances, by life, by just defeat or shame or guilt or fear, the Bible says that when I begin to worship and when I begin to seek God, He will unleash His power in my life. And what I thought was what I was going to fight alone, God says, no, this is not your battle, this is my battle. And He stands with us and we don't even have to move. His power 
I mean, he's just, oh. watch me. Praise activates God's power in your life. It unveils, it, 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 as you draw to him, he draws to you. I and mean, what he brings with him is his power. Some of you feel powerless under the enemy's, you know, just thumb on your life or just the choices that you've made. Can I tell you, you are not powerless because when you praise, God brings his power into your circumstance. Know that tonight. It activates his power, but it does something else. So God's like, watch me. The Lord is with you. Don't even move. Watch me do this. And the second thing that praise activates in God and how praise activates God is praise activates supernatural workings in your life. There's going to be a situation in your heart where you go, there's absolutely no way. God, you have to show up. And he goes, I love those situations in your life because there's no circumstance, there's no uh, explanation that the world can give. It's just straight up supernatural intervention by God himself. He loves stepping in and showing off his supernatural power in our lives. Praise activates those things in our life. Here's what happens. So what do they do? They're like, Jehoshaphat, are we really going to go out there and just stand there? And he goes, actually what we're going to do is we're going to worship. And he says this in verse 20. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. And as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me. Judah and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. Verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat anointed men to do what? To sing to the Lord and to praise him. He literally said, listen, we ain't going to bring swords. Then you're going to sing. Then you're going to sing. You're going to sing and you're going to sing and you're going to sing. You're going to be the alto. You're going to be the tenor. And you're going to be a soprano. He's just giving people all kinds of jobs. You're going to sing and we're going to worship. He anointed them here for the splendor of his holiness that they went out in the head of the army, ahead of everybody else, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. That's what they're singing. They're just singing, oh, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to sing thanks and we're going to sing praise. And before the army shows up, we're going to go out before everyone and we're just going to begin to praise. And so what do you think happened? Think they all died? Think everybody, you know, that saw them coming, the arrows like, that's easy targets right here. Let's get them target practice. No, here's what happens in verse 22. As they begin to sing, I'm talking about praise activates supernatural workings. As they begin to sing and praise, who set the ambush? Come on, who set the ambush? The Lord set the ambush against these men, the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, the three armies that were coming around them who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir. This is what's going on. They start rising up against each other. This army starts attacking this army and that army starts attacking this army and they all start killing each other. It says after they finished slaughtering that group, they helped them destroy the other group. And when the men of Judah came up, when the people of God came to the place that overlooked the desert, all they saw was a bunch of dead bodies. They're like, it happened. We didn't, all we did was, and then the, look at this. Right? Can, can you imagine? You hear the sound of war coming at your family. You hear the sound of war from the enemy coming over the hill. You're shaking in your boots, but you're singing, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, right? Like you're, you're believing inside of you that like something's got to happen. Joseph had told us to pray. We're going to sing. And you're doing that. And you're walking. You hear them chanting, You're going to die. You're going to die. And then all of a sudden, it's silent. And you get to the edge of the bank to see what's going on. And everyone is dead. Man, you really, your voice really did kill that dude, man. You just should not sing any more. 
No, praise activates something supernatural. The Bible says the Lord sent. The Lord is the one who did this. It wasn't the people of Judah. You say, well, they were singing. Yeah, because singing activated what God was already doing in the Spirit. And He released this supernatural working upon them. And that's exactly what God wants to do in your life. He wants to release supernatural workings in your life. Well, how does He do that? Through our praise and through our worship. There were times as a young man just praying over God over the direction of my life when I didn't know what to say, but I knew what, what to sing. And I would sing songs like, holy, holy, holy. I would sing songs like Agnes Day, and I would sing songs like Open the Eyes. I would sing songs, and they would get me to a place where I knew that God was opening doors in my life that no one could open for me. Praise activates supernatural workings in your life. Yeah, but it's just singing. No, it's not. I hope we just proved that. It was not just singing. It was us drawing close to God and God drawing close to the people that he loves. And you're those people that he loves. And when the enemy surrounds you like a flood, the Bible says God raises a standard against the enemy. For you, for my family, for your family, for your future, for my future, when we praise it activates supernatural workings. And the last thing that it does, because God's not done, is God. He's like, all right, don't be afraid. Watch me flex. It's going to be me. It's not going to be you. The battle's not yours. It's mine. And then he just takes everybody out, right? They don't even have to lift a finger. They're just singing cool songs. And all of a sudden, it's all taken care of. But it doesn't stop there because God doesn't stop there. The, the last point is just simply this. Praise activates God's provision in your life. The rest of that story goes like this. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. I just love that word, plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. They go out there to go, okay, we, you guys were here to steal from us because that's what they were going to do. Come on, let's be honest. They were coming there to steal, kill, and destroy everything about the people of Israel, everything about God's people. But in return, the enemy was slain, and all of his spoils, all the stuff that the enemy meant to steal from the Israelites, all the stuff that the enemy has meant to steal from you and your family, God returns it back to them. God gives them more than they could even carry. All of a sudden, God unlocks his provision over them. It says more than they could carry. Then it says this, they were so much plunder, it took them three days just to collect it all. And on the fourth day, they gathered in the valley of what? Blessings, right? Which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. And it is still called the valley of blessings today. Why? Because that's what happens when you praise. It unlocks his power. It unlocks supernatural things that don't make sense in our natural world. And then it unlocks God's provision in your life. Well, I thought it was just singing songs on a screen. No, 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 no. It's a supernatural thing that happens when we lift up our voice. The enemy has to run. May God arise. Now you get it? And his enemies be scattered in your life. Because that's what praise and worship does. Well, you go, you know, that's all cute because that's the Old Testament. But we, we, you know, we had this New Testament thing happen. And, you know, God doesn't still move like that. Oh, yeah? Here we go. The book of Acts chapter uh, number 16. One of the most famous passages with Paul and Silas. What are they doing? They're in prison. Why are they in prison? Because they stole money? No, they're in prison for preaching the gospel, really for healing this woman who had a demonic possession and she was able to tell the future and they healed her and all of a sudden she can't do that anymore and the people that were hiring her were like, hey, you just lost all of our money. So they go to the Romans, they're like, hey, this guy's stealing all of our money. They didn't really steal any money, but they took money from him because they were doing this evil spirit thing. Paul and Silas freed this woman of this demonic spirit and they put him in jail. And they're sitting there in prison and the payment of what they have done is death. These dudes are on death row. 
The Bible says it was the midnight hour. It says that on purpose. The midnight hour is all through Scripture, probably one of the darkest times of Scripture. That's the, it's just it's known as the dark times of our, of our life. And I think God put that in there. I think the Holy Spirit whispered that into Luke's heart and said, hey, write this about the story. I know nobody else is going to care, but one day there's going to be somebody who is in the darkest season of their life. And they're going to know that God shows up in those moments as well. In the book of, Luke, uh, book of Acts, here's what happens. Talking about God's power, here it is. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through 26. Around midnight, Paul and Cyrus were, what are they doing? Praying and singing hymns. Dude, they're just worshiping. They're just having a good old hallelujah fest in the middle of their jail cell to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there's God's power about to show up. There was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. God's like, I'm here. Hey, y'all praising in here? I'm going to show up. I'm here. Y'all invited me to the party? I'm here. You said my name. You lifted me up in the darkest season. The Bible says God hears the cry of the brokenhearted. That was Paul and Silas. God hears the cry when you're imprisoned by your shame or guilt or, or whatever it is in your heart. God shows up with power. The Bible says shook the entire place. Even the foundation shook. And they're going, okay, hey, Paul, guess what just happened? Jesus just showed up. Okay, God's back. All right, we're okay, Paul. Verse 16, talking about supernatural workings. Here it is. Verse 16 through 26 and 27. Here's the supernatural things. They're in prison, right? When you're in jail, you're cuffed like this, you're cuffed like this. And back then, they were probably cuffed like this against the wall. Looking, looking at each other like this, going, this is not fun, right? Yeah, I can't move my arms. I got to scratch my nose and I can't. I can't move my feet, right? This is the state that they're in. And here's God's supernatural workings because they're praising. What are they doing? They're singing. They're praising hymns. It says this, all the doors immediately flew open. No man went to the each door. No, the Bible says all of them flew open at the exact same time. Now that's supernatural. Boom, all the doors fly open. And the chains of every prisoner, what do they do? They fell off. <laughs> okay, this is cool. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors, what? Wide open. Something that was locked, shut up, chained up, can't move, is busted, it ain't gonna go nowhere, right? You're, you're, you're just in the most dire situation and all of a sudden, God loves to move in the all of a sudden moments in our life. All of a sudden, chains are broken, doors are open. What the enemy said, you're bound in, God says, no, 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 you're free in Jesus' name. You're no longer bound to all of that junk you're living in. It's done in the name of Jesus. How is that possible? supernatural it was the cross i can't tell you how i can tell you why because he loved you i can't tell you how but i can tell you why because he loved you and when we praise him man chains fall off prison doors fly open marriages are restored healing can take place lives can be brought from dead to life it happens in praise it happens when a life lifts up its voice and says you are my god and i will serve no longer but he's not done yet. <laughs> There's one more stage when we praise his provision shows up. You're like, what's more providing than freedom, right? And that's the Holy Spirit. God's like, no, no, no. I've saved you, but there's more. I want to mark you with purpose. That's his provision. Watch what happens in the story. Here's God's provision. Here it is. We saw it in Jehoshaphat. Three days worth of plunder. I mean, and they even named the valley. This is awesome valley, right? Praise. Here it is. Here's God's provision in this story. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. He thought, oh, Mo, this is the end. 
I'm going to die. Puts, puts on his sword. So he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, stop. Don't kill yourself. We're all still here. We're, no one's moved because we're just as shocked as you are, dude. We don't know. What you, this is awesome. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas because he knew why they were in that prison. Then he brought them out and he asked them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? There could be freedom in your life that someone looks at you and goes, I see God rescued you. What must I do to see what God is going to do in your life and my life? What, What must I do to see the transformation that's happened in your heart? Because they see a life that is worshiping and praising God and people are going to go, what is it? This could be your family. This could be your your son, your daughter, your cousin, someone you've been praying for. You go, God, when are you going to provide this answer for me? He's going, watch. It's going to happen in praise in your life. And when we praise him, this, this, this jailer comes and says, what must I do? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. Talk about providing. This dude's about to lose his life and now his whole family's about to get saved. And they shared the word of the Lord with him, with all who lived in his household. Verse 33, even at that hour of the night, the jailer, what did he do? He cared for them and he washed their wounds. Talking about God providing. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and he set a meal before them and his entire household rejoiced because they believed in God. A couple of hours ago, they're in a jail sentence about to die. Now later on, because they worship, God provides. The guy who was imprisoning them is now feeding them and taking care of their wounds. If that's not God's provision, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. But even their enemy, even their enemy, prepares a table. That's what the Word of God says. In the presence of my enemies, you prepare. God provides. But the breakthrough, the breakthrough, the thing that activates him, the thing that just moves him from there to here is when he hears his children worship, when he hears his children praise. The walls of Jericho come falling down. Why? Because they shouted praise. What needs to fall down in your life? What chains need to be broken? What enemies need to be defeated in your life? Through the praise of your heart. There's the word of the Lord. Old Testament, New Testament. Praise activates God. It moves his heart to intervene in our lives. What is it that God needs to intervene in your heart? What is it that you've been saying, God, I just need you to provide. God, if you don't show up, I need something supernatural. I need a miracle in my life. It's going to happen. God, I just need the power. I need to know I'm not alone. I've been weak in this temptation. I've been weak in this struggle. But God, I don't want to be weak anymore. I'll tell you where it starts. In praise. In lifting up our voice. And telling God how amazing he is. That's what Jehoshaphat did. That's what Paul and Silas did. They shouldn't have. They should have ran. They should have been afraid. They should have said, here's my circumstance. Woe is me. But they don't. They go and they turn and they say, God, you are greater than anything that I'm going through. So tonight, just like last Wednesday, our response tonight is worship. Our response tonight is praise. And you say, but I have nothing to praise. They're surrounding me. Then tonight, here's what we praise as Christians, as believers. You may say, I'm in the middle of being surrounded. I'm in jail. Then here is what unifies all of us. And every one of us who call upon the name of the Lord who was saved, we can praise on this and this alone. He's risen. He's alive. He's alive. He beat death. He conquered my sin. He took all my shame. And I can worship him every day on that one fact for the rest of my life. He's alive. So tonight, that's what we're going to do. Would you stand to your feet all over this place? Again, the altars down here are open, not to make you a spectacle, but to just remind you that Jesus 
is alive. And we're going to celebrate and we're going to worship and we're going to respond to God tonight through our praise, through our worship tonight. Come on, let's worship. Come on, we're still there.
Come on, let's sing this out. With every voice in this place, let's declare. Through you, I can do anything. Come on, what's up? Nothing is impossible. Through you, blind eyes are open. Yay! I am leaving. Shout it out, say. Nothing is impossible.
Come on, if you're in this place, if you're in this place, right before we dismiss tonight, you either need God's power, His supernatural workings, or provision from Him. Just throw both your hands in the air if that's you. You just need God to intervene. You need some of your enemies to begin to drop dead without you doing anything. You need God to begin to to do things that only He can do. You need God to begin to provide for your family. If that's you, just lift up both your hands. Father, you see right now, we are seeking you. We are raising our voice and saying, God, it is only you. You are the source of this prayer. You are the source of this cry, God. We don't need anything else but your supernatural power to be released among those with their hands raised, Lord. We are worshiping you. So God, we pray that as we draw near to you, you would draw near to us and your power would be released. Your supernatural anointing would be released, God, and your provision would be released in this room. In Jesus' mighty name, we declare these things and we pray and we admit it to you in prayer under the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Praise activates God. Remember that when you're driving on 1604 and you just need them to, you know, just work on you in that moment. Praise activates God. Listen, this series is again just right in the heart of it. We're not done yet. We got, we got like three more messages in the area of celebrating God. Would you invite somebody to come with you to hear the message of celebrating God this weekend and tell them you're not going to want to miss out what God is doing in our church this weekend. Amen? Amen? All right. God bless you. We love you. You're dismissed. We'll see you.